coming up on this week's episode of RSVP. It would take place in the brain of probably the greatest storyteller that has ever lived. Buying a lamp that reminded me of the lamp from Aladdin. Jamming them in their mouth at the same time, lighting it with a torch lighter and smoking an entire pack of cigarettes. It's time for a little RSVP, the show full of rants and stories, visions and pains and so much more with special guests and fun galore. Hotels, destinations, nightmares and dreams, confessions and everything in between. So sit back, relax, pour a wine or whiskey, get comfy, cause it's time for RSVP. Hello and welcome to another episode of RSVP. I'm Callum Delieto and this is the podcast for events and travel professionals that are looking for a bit of inspiration and a bit of entertainment. This week I watched the new Netflix movie Eurovision, the story of Fire Saga starring Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams, which is apt because later on in this episode we do briefly mention Uh, the fact that I visited the Eurovision last year. And can I just say, although those two pieces of information may sound like it, I'm not a Eurovision fanatic, I promise. But when I was watching it, I did feel like there were some lessons there for the events industry that should be shared, especially in this current climate. The first was the fact that actually pre-recorded or broadcast, you can still benefit from the same content and experience, right? Obviously, you miss out on the atmosphere of actually being there. But, you know, Eurovision is is broadcast to millions and millions. And obviously, this movie is pre-recorded. So it's not even a live stream. And yet, you still feel immersed. Which is particularly powerful, obviously, with event planners having to resort to digital options at the moment. The second lesson was that you just have to keep going no matter what. There are always going to be trips and troubles that stop you from doing what you're trying to achieve and just you just have to roll with the punches. I won't uh, reveal any spoilers, but let's just say Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams certainly have their fair share of trials and tribulations. And the third and final lesson, again, without any spoilers, is just the importance of putting your people first. You know, they are a team and they learn that that is more important than their end goal. And all three of those things, I think, are particularly relevant today, given everything that is going on in the world. That's my takeaways, quite deep takeaways from what is meant to be a comedy. Anyway, sit back and enjoy. Here's episode five of RSVP. It's an absolute pleasure to have Scott, the CEO of Invent, a global experiential uh, agency. Um, Thank you so much for joining us. Callum, thank you so much. Huge fans of yours personally and and also huge fans of CNIT and everything you guys do for the industry. 
really, really glad to be here today. You have been to some of our events in the UK. I've uh, spent some time with you in New York as well. I could never be in New York enough, to be honest. Uh, I don't think there's ever a time where I'll be sick of the city. So uh, hopefully I will be there soon. Strangely, I feel the same way about London and, and all of Europe, actually, and I can't wait to get back. It's going to be great. And uh, yeah, we've I, I, one of my particular memories with you was us going to, we went to lunch somewhere and was it, am I correct in saying is where Seinfeld proposed to his wife? Yes, that's exactly right. It's Balthazar. And uh, that is a, a is a fairly popular uh, New York City establishment. And it happens to be right underneath of, uh, of our office in the same building that our that our global headquarters is in. And uh, I think as 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 I remember, we wound up lucky enough to be sitting at the table right next to where Jerry proposed. <laughs> so we didn't get the exact same seats, but we were very close to where the where the thing happened. The first uh, part of the podcast is an opportunity for you to rant. It's the R in RSVP. So take it away. What's your rant? We specialize in live brand storytelling. And, you know, as a result of the pandemic, which I don't necessarily want to rant about, um, our industry has been dormant and, and in essence put on ice. And I think the thing that, you know, I'm continually fascinated by, impressed by, and so um, excited about is how our industry and everybody in it has pivoted with their careers, with their businesses, with their core offerings. And it, it reminds me, you know, that, I, that I've been in this business about 36 years, and it reminds me how, how resilient we are as an industry and how creative we are as an industry, you know, to watch and work with uh, colleagues on the, on the vendor side, on the venue side, and, and frankly, competitors in our space and and work with them on how we collaborate to get through this together has been incredibly inspiring for me and something that will uh that will you know from a memory perspective uh, it'll stay with me for my entire life and i think if i were to summarize it i read a quote a couple of days ago about 2020 if 2020 were a movie it would be written by stephen king and directed by quentin tarantino and so i think i think our industry is at the epicenter of of that uh, film. We may be the protagonist in that film, you know, for all I know. But uh, yeah, I think I think it's been a pretty incredible time. And it's just been amazing to watch this group of people that I'm fortunate enough to be a part of do what they're doing. That is one messed up movie, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it probably sells out. Yeah, you only need to see one of Tarantino's films to already realize that that's, that's bad. But if you've seen, you know, almost, what is it, nine that he's on now, then if this is his 10th, then he's done well. <laughs> right, well, and then combine that with a Stephen King novel, you know. <laughs> you could say the same thing about his books. If you've read one, you got it. You are one of the most well-traveled people I know, um, but you know not just professionally, obviously personally as well. What is uh, one of your most memorable experiences that you've had of a destination? Right. So I have I have real ones and I have uh, imaginary ones. So so the the imaginary one, you know, I, I love getting lost in my dreams, and it's a destination to me that is probably one of my favorites because there's no boundaries and you can go anywhere you want and you can do whatever you want and you can sort of make 
what you want happen, happen. And I do that quite frequently. Um, a real uh, destination for me that has made an indelible mark in my life is the trip that we took to Jerusalem. And, um, you know, the fact that, you know, it's in this incredible part of the world that's that's stuck in between the Mediterranean and the Dead Sea. You know, it's home to uh, the birth of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. And it's one of the oldest cities in the world is just one of those places, once you've been, you're moved forever. You know, regardless of what your political affiliation is or your religious affiliation, you go there and you think to yourself, wow, something really, really special happened here. And you still watch it some 3,000 years later. Things are really special that go on there. And so, yeah, I would say Jerusalem is probably the most significant destination that I've been to. I was lucky enough to go last year, actually. I went to Israel for the Eurovision. Uh, so we started off in Tel Aviv and then took a day trip to Jerusalem. And I completely agree. You don't have to have any kind of religious ties to the destination to just feel this spiritual connection to to everything around you it is it's an incredible place i did make the mistake though while i was in jerusalem of um buying a lamp that reminded me of the lamp from aladdin <laughs> only you callum <laughs> i was like oh my god that's like the aladdin's lamp i need to buy it and i'd I was fortunate enough to have been hosted the entire time. So I hadn't actually thought about the exchange rate or anything like that. And they quoted me a number and I just paid it because I thought, yep, yeah, that's bound to be reasonable. It was only about two hours later that my tour guide asked me how much I paid. And honestly, it was something like 60 quid for this smallest little knickknack. And I completely got suckered in by the fact that it looked like it was from a Disney movie. But you were in Jer Jerusalem and you were, you, you were, uh, you know, not thinking clearly. I, I just hope that it came um, fully loaded with a genie. Obviously, you will have stayed in some incredible hotels. So what's one of the most memorable experiences you've had of, of a hotel? Yeah, so I have two. I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of the Amman properties and uh, Amman Puri in Phuket, Thailand is probably the most spectacular place from a, a hotel perspective that I've ever, ever stayed in. And it's probably the only place I've ever been to where you don't see a bill or an invoice or a, a, a charge the entire time you're there. So you pay no attention to the insane amount of money that you're spending on a bottle of wine or seafood or whatever until the very last day when you go to check out. So rather than having this sort of debate with yourself at every meal and at every thing that you do, massage or whatever, you just kind of relax and enjoy and you forget about it. And then you get the sticker shock at the very end uh, because it is quite expensive. That's a good one for me. As far as like memories, it's got to be Hotel de Russi in Rome. And and the reason is, is that when my wife and I were now married, Christina McCubrey, who I work with, when we were dating, uh, we had a job in Rome that we were supposed to be on. And uh, so it was our first trip to Rome and I wanted to impress her. So I wound up getting a, a suite in the Hotel de Russi. And I had read the price to the, of the suite to be 2,500 euro a night, which is steep for me. Uh, but I thought, okay, I'm going to impress this woman. I'm going to try and get her, you know, to the conclusion that I finally did. So we booked this room. And a couple of weeks later, I get a, a call from the general manager of the hotel. He's very apologetic. He says, Mr. Cullither, I'm so sorry, but the, the Navinsky suite, the one that you have booked, has been taken by another family and we had a conflict. So we're going to have to take the suite from you. And I was polite with him, but 
uh, he gave he gave me an option. He gave me an option to come back, or he gave me an option to uh, to take a different room free, basically comped. So I took that option. So a couple of weeks later, he calls back and he says, "Mr. Coulter, I've got great news for you. The Novinsky Suite has become available." And uh, I had done a little bit of homework on behalf of another colleague, and what I learned was that the Novinsky Suite wasn't 2,500 euro; it was 25,000 euro a night. <laughs> and so uh, I had gracefully said to him, "Well, I've already made other arrangements." We're going to take the room that you comped us. Thank you so much. And when we got there, we were literally treated like Jay-Z and Beyonce because <laughs> they thought that we could could actually swing and afford a 25000 a night euro hotel room. So uh, to this day, uh, the Hotel de Russi in Rome, it's right by the Spanish Steps. It's, it's, it's one of the most spectacular properties for me. I absolutely love the idea that you've, you've accidentally committed to a really expensive room, then somehow managed to get your way out of it and then they've still treated you like royalty just based on that illusion <laughs> yeah and the, and by the way the one they comped was about 7500 euro a night it was still way out of my budget uh, but we we were wined and dined like a king and queen the entire time we were there so i i only could imagine if i'd showed up and signed the ticket <laughs> the good thing is at least you know that it would have been worth it because you ended up getting married And finally, um, what is the most uh, memorable food experience that you've had? Yeah, so uh, like I have an interesting uh, palate, I think. Uh, I like fancy foods. I've been to a lot of real, you know, we're in the business, right? And so you you have the opportunity and we're fortunate enough to eat in some extremely uh, nice restaurants, five-star, three-star. But our favorite is by far Brasserie Lip in Paris. Uh, It's an old-fashioned Parisian uh, brasserie, and they have the most incredible steak tartare I've ever had. And we go there, uh, they don't remember us, but they appear to remember us. <laughs> they you know, to speak to you by your name, Mr. Cullither, you know, et cetera. And uh, we were there on New Year's, the year that Paris had, or France had decided to ban smoking inside of all brasseries. And so we were there the last night on New Year's Eve. And it was crazy because all the Parisians that were in there were basically taking entire packs of cigarettes and jamming them in their mouth at the same time, lighting it with a torch lighter and smoking an entire pack of cigarettes in the, this cafe in Paris. And so a really, really uh, great memory for us on New Year's Eve and being there and and celebrating with our, our Parisian friends. That picture of of just all those cigarettes in the mouth just reminds me of like a cartoon or something. <laughs> oh, it was, it was exactly a cartoon. And I think about a week later, I still smelled like like an ashtray. It was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen because they were just like, it's our last night that we're going to be able to do this. We're going to take full advantage of it. The V in RSVP is about visions, where we share event professionals' visions of their dream event. This is your opportunity to paint something beautiful that people can admire and listen to and wish could exist. What is your dream event? So my dream event would take place in an impossible universe, and it would take place with a series of keynote speakers and guests who are probably the most famous of any in the world. And it would be it would take place in the brain of probably the greatest storyteller that has ever lived. He's a gentleman that's English. 
He lived over 400 years ago. He wrote over 39 plays, 154 sonnets. His works have been translated in, I think, like something over 6,000 different languages. And of course, I'm talking about no, no one else but William Shakespeare. So my dream event would take place inside the brain of William Shakespeare. And I see it kind of as a collision of the things that he dreamt about and created, played in the way that Woody Allen perhaps created Midnight in Paris with Owen Wilson, where Gil Pender, the, the author, got to go back in time while he was in Paris and meet Gertrude Stein and Pablo Picasso and F. Scott Fitzgerald and all these greats. So in my ideal dream event, I would be in this amazing experience with characters that go anywhere from, say, Othello to those characters in The Twelfth Night, Romeo and Juliet, Macbeth, Merchant of Venice. It would be a event that would cover life, love, death, revenge, tragedy, and comedy, all of those amazing themes that Shakespeare brought to life. So imagine bellying up to the bar and having a cocktail with Hamlet. The moment that Hamlet is being conceived by William Shakespeare, and you get to have a conversation with Hamlet, and you get to figure out what happened between that character as it was being dreamt by William Shakespeare and the character. And you get to have a conversation. Or you get to go inside the relationship between Romeo and Juliet and figure out, you know, how one of the greatest romantic tragedies in the history of the world was created. Uh, and, then, and then again, you could go into, let's say, you know, uh, and go talk to Portia from The Merchant of Venice and understand what it was like for her to be basically given away to a suitor by her father. So I think it would be an incredible event. It would bring together, I think, the greatest storyteller, the thoughts of the greatest storyteller in the world with some of the greatest characters in the world and create some real drama uh, and humor at the same time. I think I can honestly say that is the most imaginative answer I think I've ever heard to this question so far. And it's brilliant. The idea of it, everything is just fantastic. Imagine, you know, being able to be there at the time that Shakespeare conceived these incredible stories with these incredible characters and learn how that actually happened. And there's, there's just something perfect about being able to meet an author's character, not an actor portraying that character and reading from a script, but actually meeting the character themselves and being able to delve into their personality and their background. I mean, it's, it's great. 100%. And there, there had to have been a conversation between William Shakespeare and, for instance, Prospero in Tempest. There had to have been a conversation between that character, Prospero, and Shakespeare. And they had to have a dialogue around how that character was going to be, was going to evolve. Imagine being a part of that conversation in real life. He's an amazing storyteller and, uh, our industry in large part is all about telling stories. So yeah, that would be my ideal or my phantismal event would be to go inside Shakespeare's head. The final part of RSVP is an opportunity for our listeners to share their pains. That's the, the P in RSVP. And they do this through the format of anonymous confessions. So since launch, I've been inundated with a whole diverse range of confessions from things that have happened to events or whilst people have been traveling, some about their bosses. And this one, I just, it, it's bizarre, it's strange, but I just couldn't resist following this one through. So I will read it to you. 
Dear Callum, over the years, myself and my CFO have fostered a very tight bond, primarily because of what happened at one of our events in Dubai. I'd organized a reasonably small senior level event for the company's leadership team. Everything was running smoothly, the presentations were moving along nicely, when all of a sudden, my CFO started looking at me funny and his face started to turn white. I was worried and confused and didn't know what his concern was, but still he kept looking at me with a level of panic in his eyes. Soon enough, he gestured that I should look at my phone and the reason became clear. He'd recently had an operation on his nether regions and it seemed that he had become unstitched during the event. He was bleeding out from the balls. Wow, wow. <laughs> I can't sit straight right now, just the thought of it. <laughs> Obviously, he didn't want to stand up and announce the situation to the room, so I had to think quickly. I shut down the presentations, pretended there was a tech problem, told everyone I'd need to contact IT and that they should take a quick coffee break. In this break, we then rushed my CFO to hospital. However, in the UAE, it is private healthcare and our company had paid a lot, so they rolled out the red carpet for him. However, this VIP treatment also meant that he was now surrounded by 30 doctors and nurses, all making a fuss of him. I then stood at the back of the room, and all I could see was his face looking at me helplessly with a single glance as he wordlessly pleaded, don't leave me alone with these people, and don't tell a soul about this. Well, how do you, how do you respond to that? I, I, I have to admire the fact that he tried to remain calm and cool, like... I would be straight out of that room, but he thought, you know what, I want to maintain my, you know, senior position and, and look responsible. 100%. And oh, by the way, only, only an events person could carry that through with the level of, of uh, calm and precision and orchestration that he or she, uh, obviously a female events planner, because male events planners would, would be shitting their pants. <laughs> <laughs> so, but our, our female colleagues can take charge and own the situation no matter what. And, uh, but only an event planner can do that. I, I mean, like you said, I mean, if ever you're bleeding out from the balls, make sure you have an event planner nearby. 100%. It's, it's amazing what our, uh, what our jobs, um, require us to do at times. And you know what, you know, she mentioned that they bonded and I don't think there's anything that could bond two people more closely. I, I, I would agree. I would agree. I hope she was given a promotion. That's it for another episode of RSVP and a massive thank you to Scott Cullifer for being our guest this week. Our first US guest, in fact. But don't go anywhere just yet because it is now time for our What Have We Learned wrap-up song from Sam McNeil, the UK General Manager at Song Division. And this time he literally does wrap it up. But before that, don't forget to rate and review and subscribe and follow and promote. All of those things that you can do to help this podcast on its way to global domination. And the best way you can get involved is to confess please these confessions are getting better and better every week all you have to do is email cit.rsvp at haymarket.com that's cit.rsvp at haymarket.com but until next episode play it sam all right callum y'all feel me here let's hit it 
Give it up for my mascot, colorful from infant, creative, collaborative, inventive, Brazilian. He ate once a rat, but he thinks Stephen King and Quentin Tarantino created 2020. Jerusalem is his dream, destination, this friction, this tension in this peace, love a nation. Rome, Hotel Darius, Novinsky, sweet 25k and I get treated like Jay-Z. Brasserie lip for the best tartar, arm and puri puket is the best by far. Scott wants an event of the impossible kind, created and delivered out of Shakespeare's mind. Hosted by Othello, Hamlet, Macbeth, feel the love firsthand of Romeo. And Juliet, we're talking life, death, comedy, revenge. Where we're pushing the boundaries just like it in bed. Now remember if you're friends with a CFO, yeah, you never ever know how far you'll have to go. You might have to save his life or balls. Just promise that you'll never ever tell a soul. Cause that's something only that planners can do. And probably a female, yeah, let's be true. It's a weird game we play, and it gets us in stride. Just remember one thing, RSVP for life. RSVP for life!